Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the NXT 2 Point. Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT two point baby. As well as pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes with a big quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to preview NXT Super O. This is my last day with either of the Dadley boys for a good while. Uh, Sidgwick enjoying a good couple of weeks off, and you're off to spend some quality time with the family. Yeah, you could call it that. Uh, um. Well, much like WWE's developmental, uh, the academic holiday ratio system in the UK does not work. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be taking three days off here, and then I'm back in for a bit, and then off again later on in the summer. So I have a little bit more time next week before yes. we both disappear off for a while. Um, I was just lost in thought there. As usual, you always pop me with that introduction. But it was this time last week that I nearly choked to death while you were doing it. <laughs> and like, I just about recovered enough to watch you try to laugh at my near death, as well as like, Nail a funny voice yeah, for all I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just sat back here. Should we flying across Yeah, live flashing before your eyes as I do a bunch of silly voices. Yeah, it's like, is this going to be the last thing I That would say? be my life flashing before my eyes. It's just a bunch of silly voices. <laughs> it would be one of the ways I would choose to go. The other would be tuning in to NXT 2.0. I won't get to review it tomorrow, but I will still watch because this show is starting to get under my skin. Is this, this is like... Like early 2020 dynamite. It is appointment viewing. <laughs> wow. wow. You, if you disagree, Sid, speak up. Well, there you go. Huh? <laughs> huh? Uh, uh, it's not any of what you just said. I'm just saying. It's getting better. I just said I quite like it. I think there's been uh, marked in. See, this is it. Last right. week's show was good. I'm, I'll defend that. I enjoyed last week's show. I enjoyed specific elements of last week's show. Last week's show will always be the week where we met uh, Rip Fowler. Oh, <laughs> God, I don't talk about And then, yeah, like the second you name a character on the show that you don't like, you're reminded of what this show is. Interestingly, in the same way that it will affect everything and that the ripples will be felt for months, if not years to come, 
we start where every podcast in the near future is going to start with the departure of Vince McMahon from WWE because Triple H has suddenly assumed two new full-time roles within WWE when really doing one on your own is impossible. Does that mean he is completely free of his NXT responsibilities now? Likewise, Bruce Pritchard, who I believe was kicking around down there as well, seems to be a bit of a, more of a, there seems to be less of a line drawn between the main roster and NXT. Are those lines going to be redrawn? Is the are the top table changes within WWE going to also impact NXT 2.0? Will Shawn Michaels, who it seems like has had a more hands-on role anyway mm-hmm. in the last year or so, be given an even greater one? Will there be Will Triple H start getting his office staff back into the positions he likes? That kind of thing. I don't know, but it already felt like it was going. Kind of felt like it was going the way a Triple H would prefer it to go over the last three or four weeks alone. Mm. So I'm curious just now, like with everything else in this company and indeed this industry, and this business, seeing how it's going to be impacted by the Vince stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fascinating to see what version of NXT we get tonight. Mm. Um, sort of the reverse of what we got of like the main roster. Like you said, do you know what you were saying about um, the cherry picking of certain people and going, oh, yeah, that's, that's not very good. Yeah, It reminded me of the uh, children's TV show here in the UK called Zap. Yeah, like a big cartoon thing, favorite. basically. But each panel was a different thing. It was like okay. a girl who like pulled pranks or whatever. Daisy dares you. Yeah, things like that. For those of a certain age, the weekend started with Zap and it ended with Heartbeat. Mm. So I see the Zap credits if I fire up on YouTube every now and then, and I'm just filled with the joy of somebody finishing school yeah. and being like 10 or 11. And be, well, yep, this is as good as my life. This is literally the best life will ever be. I wish I could go back and tell myself, that's actually true. <laughs> and then Heartbeat would play it on a Sunday night and I'd be like, oh God, yeah. life has never been so bad. And <laughs> it turns out that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, it reminded me of that because sometimes it'd go in on a character and you'd be like, oh, I'll just stick around and wait for one of my favorite yes. characters to come around. And that's arguably the case sometimes with the that's NXT. That's amazing. That's such a great analogy. NXT 2.0 zap. Yeah. Like if the camera pans down, it's like, oh God, it's going in the dyads. <laughs> please, please, please. Well, it's off. Well, it's Bron Breaker. Whew, thank God. Yeah. Um, but last week we crowned a new number one contender, a returning. I never like the handymen. People quite like the handymen. Those two invisible gloves that would yeah make it like a wank that make some it? craft or something. And then the one thing I did like about the handymen was that the audience was made up exclusively of hands. So the handymen would do a show on stage. They would just be like hands through, and then you would see these hands appear in the audience and clap. But because this created, we talked about worlds and narrative rules on the Raw review, five star review. You listen wherever you get your podcasts. If this world existed in Zap, where the handymen were basically the entirety of someone's body. Does that mean the audience members were just all naked? Because all you would see was hands coming <laughs> up, and, like clapping like that, and they had no clues. Whereas the handymen on stage, I think they had like blue and yellow gloves. Yeah. So were the people in the audience completely nude? Keep your hands where I can see them. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, that a ring <laughs> on the fingers? So Zoe Stark returned. Oh yeah, last week. Yeah, um, a great return. Mm. Number one contender, screwed over Corey J. We'll talk more about her in a bit. Yeah. Um, and a good challenger for Mandy Rose. I like this a lot. Yeah, it's... Um, so this is... Zoe Stark occupies a very unique space, I think, in the NXT 2.0 women's division. She is neither a startup project of the 2.0 era, mm-hmm. nor um historic favourite of the black and gold era. Yeah. She... There's not many people that kind of don't fall into one category or the other, really. And where I think Zoe Stark has particularly helped is that she's been, obviously, you know, you never want a wrestler to get injured, but there's always ways to make the injury count for you. And hers was timed as such that 
a lot more transition took place while she was on the shelf, and she's basically got to come back, not starting afresh, but starting afresh as a singles wrestler. Mm. You know, she got injured as part of a tag team with Io Shirai. We felt for the longest time that they were doing the, well, kind of what they ended up doing with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. The newcomer teams up with somebody who's got her back, but then you know ultimately she's going to end up yeah. turning, that kind of thing. That, we assume, is going to be dropped because Io Shirai might never even wrestle for this brand again. So we start comes like back. Like the fact you didn't say company. You said well, brand. Yeah, it's a, <gasps> you know, yeah no. you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that tag team's done, and instead she's just this woman that's been away a long time, and if you weren't watching or you haven't been paying attention, she's somebody that you care about, as illustrated by last week's win. So I quite like, uh, and, and by the way, she can go. And this division, this division has, let's be honest, has needed people that can go. Uh, she is a, a good choice for an immediate contender. It won't. So it won't hurt too much if she loses because they can tell the story that she's just returned from injury. It's NXT, so they're likely to set up a feud with somebody else in the process. Maybe the alliance. Oh, it was in for yeah. Like for um, Zoe start going forward. Like like for example, while Roxanne Perez is healing, like it becomes the first thing Cora J does. She remembers you embarrassed me in that battle royal, and I'm going to hit you with a skateboard too, or something like that. Uh, or she poses a legitimate threat to Mandy Rose, and there's genuine tension around the title match that the title could change hands. Like, Mandy Rose believed she'd kind of cleared out the worst of her challenges, the hardest of ones, and didn't count on somebody returning from injury. It's basic stuff, but like I said last week, I just think there was a lot of examples on 2.0 last week of the best version of the basics. Yeah. And maybe it's because I've lowered the bar, I don't know. Um, But I was quite pleased to see how that all played out. The Battle Royal last week, as I... Victory laps, patting themselves on the back and that. As I think I predicted... Like, it was a multifarious yeah. success. About it was really good. Se- several stories being told. They'll yeah. no doubt be followed up on tonight. It just looked like a like a solid division, didn't it? And it, it relied upon something that we often talk about, where they rely upon someone who's watched wrestling for so long, like you and I have, that they go, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. It, it, my mind immediately goes back to a match that I think, let me just check my calendar. It might be time for me to watch again. Oh, You have these matches, I assume, yeah, yeah. that you regularly go, right, I'll give it six months and I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. Cole Gargano, New York, two out of three falls was was up there yeah. for me. Um, and was it that was two out of three falls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's the Street Profits winning the tag titles. Mm-hmm. My first ever experience of seeing the Street Profits, as far as I remember, twenty five. And they had uh, your man who's not there anymore with the Forgotten Sons, Jackson Raker, getting involved. And I was like. Right, well, we know what happens here. They all team up. They all take out the big lad, and then all of a sudden, uh, mm-hmm. the two that have not been involved. Same with Cole and Gargano, actually, yeah. as I mentioned it. Gargano takes out every single one of the Undisputed Era, turns around, Cole hits him with the last shot. Yeah. Oh, you know, one t- oh, I've been surprised. Oh. On Easter. Cora Jade hides on the outside or hides backstage, isn't involved, and slides in the last minute just as Zoe Stark's there celebrating, except Zoe Stark low bridges and sends her over the top. It was a great finish, I thought. Um, speaking of Cora Jade, actually, you pointed out something to me that's been going on on the house show circuit, which is always great to see NXT people doing. Yeah. The fact that she's getting a bodyguard, potentially. Yeah. So she, and I cannot remember the opponents now, so if you can fire that up in your Google machine, that'll be helpful because it might just be for a one-off thing or it's a Largo loop, so you can try stuff. But um, Cora Jade, so I guess like probably soft launched her a dark Cora Jade <laughs> look as a result of turning heel. Um she already had the dark hair, but she'd replaced all the checkerboard skater gear with dark black attire because she's at one with the darkness now. Um, and she was wrestling a mixed tag match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, unless it was just like 
female wrestler plus giant bodyguard, which mm-hmm. could have also been the case, but I believe it was a mixed tag match. And she was alongside Commander Aziz. Ivy Nile and Sanger were the team they faced. Right. So not exactly associated on screen. Yeah, and <laughs> Sanger auditioning for the Diamond Mine is not something they've visited on 2.0. Ooh. Maybe it's foreshadowing what's to come. I would quite like that, I think. Yeah. Cannonball! <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so Cora Jade getting a uh, heater in Commander Aziz, I think would be, well, I think it's a really, you see the pictures together. And straight away, like, that's a pretty awesome visual. Yeah. Somebody that's a heel that within two weeks of turning on a friend is like, do you know what I need? A massive bodyguard to make yeah, sure that, yeah. like, to stop her being exactly, able to get her revenge. Yeah. Just put up a human wall against her getting a chance to get to me is actually a pretty cool storyline. It permits um, Roxanne Perez to find an ally of her own who can potentially stop uh, Commander Aziz. Who could she go to on the roster? I know what you're thinking. Apollo Crews, LTST. They do the look at each other. It's like the mega power explodes. Uh, remember when we were on the main roster? Because remembering stuff is storytelling <laughs> now. Like they'd have the face off and then they count, you know, uh, neutralize each other. And then finally Roxanne Perez can get hands on Cora Jade. I don't hate it, is what I'm saying. But it could have just been, we should point out, it could have just been house show experimenting. Sometimes they just want to use the logo loop to see what certain pairings look like. It's quite a nice way. I'm assuming Cora Jade probably worked the match where she was running away from Ivan. I was trying not to tag in. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, help her iron out the kinks in her heel act because she's been working babyface these last few months. Um, yeah, not not interested in that, in seeing if they actually go with it. Because yeah. in, the, in the short term, she's kind of got to be this... Um, I'm not sure if this is going to cause you a bleep or not, actually. But she's kind of now got to be this gobshit, hasn't she? Mm. She's going to run around on 2.0, not skating, obviously. But mm-hmm. she's going to run around... Uh, kind of gloating about what she did to Roxanne Perez. Uh, she can't yet aspire to, well, I guess she could, but she probably won't yet be aspiring to getting the title off Mandy Rose because she'll be too obsessed with making sure Roxanne Perez stays injured and like, I've got my own life now. I don't need you. I don't need this skateboard. And I especially don't need each and every one of you. Uh, so yeah, given a Commander Aziz, I think, or Babatunde or any of the various names you went by is... Like, I don't know, it's an accoutrement to yeah. a new act. To a new act. This is a brand new act for it. Would you have Roxanne Perez vacate the tag titles? Would you have a, have a new partner? or what? I mean, you can obviously have Toxic Attraction going, you should give us the titles. Mm-hmm. But there's only one of them that's been chucked away. Well, I was thinking about this. I would like, as you've pitched, Toxic Attraction to be effectively telling Roxanne Perez, because there is no authority figuring out, which is good, mm. because they're not going to beg and ask for, say, if it was William Regal, like, you got to do what's right. Give us our belts back. But it is quite heelish to assume you're going to get them. So I think they should... Call, like, Roxanne Perez is obviously going to want to come back and get revenge on Cora Jade. But I would quite like Toxic Attraction to be the barrier to that. And Roxanne Perez say, well, I'll either get a partner or I'll go to it alone. And then they have the opportunity to, like, bring somebody in as her surprise partner. Mm. And it gives her... I don't know, like an an ally, I guess, um, something to kind of keep her as a as a tag wrestler as well as not being able to quite get hands on Cora Jade, something like that. You know, it, Cora Jade could then find another heel to team with her and be like, "I can't believe you've done this." Well, now I'm going to have to take. You're not going to give the tag belts up as well. I'll take them off. Yeah, I, I prefer the narrative potential of her keeping the belt rather than just abandoning it. I agree. I think it's like I want to believe that the people that were making the comparison between what happened to the tag belts on NXT and what's gone on in the main roster. I want to believe that was only made out of ignorance to this show because yes. I don't watch it. Yes. If the titles are vacated, it's it's as a, it's in service of this story. 
It's I'd, mm. I'd want to believe it's not just this sort of oh we're sick of women's tag belts they're going in the bin. Yes, like I'm I'm pretty sure this has been done to serve the narrative. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now there is a huge eight-man match tonight. Okay. That's I'm talking about Tony D. I'm talking about one of stacks and two dimes, the one that didn't get gotten rid of. You, can you tell me something? Can you tell me something? Because I'm banging my head off a goddamn wall. Can you tell me where the hell Two Dimes is? Because I thought he was sleeping with the fishes. Indeed. And then I tune in. I'm flicking on my clicker. And I, uh, dink and flicker. I'm flicking on my clicker. And I uh, tune in a Shark Week. I was looking at the lineup. And uh, Shark Week was telling me they got, uh, I don't know, Jaws versus Godzilla. Or <laughs> uh, Sharknado. Sharknado. She was... Sharks on the back. It's like sharks that'll land on a tree blue, by the street. Deep blue sea. Sharks in the dark. It's got a little cool J, I deep believe. Deep blue sea. Sharks in the dark. It's a reality TV show where you put 10 sharks in the dark and only one comes out alive. Who's going to know how you do it? Jaws 4. Because that, <laughs> that rhymes. Because we couldn't get a rice to Jaws 1, 2, or 3. Uh, and I come across this uh, show called AEW Dynamite. I don't know why that's got to do with sharks apart from some... Douchebag's wearing a shark on his head. Yeah, he put some dynamite in Jaws' mouth in the voice. <laughs> that must be it. He shot a barrel and saw it the same way. And I could have sworn that that guy I put at the bottom of the goddamn ocean was now swimming with the sharks. Swimming with the sharks. You can't explain. I know you got a guy on the inside. You can't explain yourself? I think it is. Uh, I think his full name was uh, Troy Two Dimes Donovan. I remember that guy. Cole Carter. Now he's called. Who the f is Cole Carter? <laughs> So uh, who's left? That means that means it's got to be in the stacks. It's the stacks. There we go. We got there in the end. Uh, so you got Genie t- Stacks, Tony D Stacks, my literal favorite name in wrestling, Cruz del Toro, yeah. and Joaquin Wild, who are now part of the family. What's Escobar? What can possibly go wrong? Versus the Diamond Mine. I'm talking about your tag champs, the Creed Brothers, 
I'm talking about someone's favorite probably upstairs. <laughs> and I'm talking about what's the goddamn name of the brother of that? Uh, <laughs> Damon Kemp. Damon Kemp, that's it. Roddy Strong and Damon Kemp. Uh, the family got to win this, right? I think so. I think I think we're stuck in these voices now. I don't think we can ever switch them off until Every we finish. Yeah! I'm going to have to switch this voice off because I'm sure you've got more to add to it shortly. The family have got to win this because as we pointed out, they <laughs> were so uh, transparent in what they were doing from the off. Like, uh, oh, you think we've joined you, but we've actually made your life harder than before. They didn't completely negate the point of the stipulation. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo fought for and won a situation that made his life exponentially worse yep. than it was yep. before, you yep. thick idiot. So they've had to... As we thought they would walk it back, and it's like, see, Tony, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, we're on side. There's no problems here. It's like there's clearly <laughs> problems here because that was very apparent from the off. You've put their top guy in hospital. There's going to be more problems than ever before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get to win now. Um, and I don't, we said this last week, I don't mind that the two, these stories are not dissimilar. Like you've got one leader who doesn't realize that there's significant problems in the family, and you've got another leader that doesn't realize that he's a main problem. I love, Roderick Strong last week was the, my was favorite so version that was re- that's, I think that's the best week for that angle yet, was the bit where like they were selling, getting beaten up, and he comes in full Moxley Night Raw. Where were you, man? And like poor old Damon Kemp's absolutely knackered from the match because Strong's beat the shit out of him. He's like, come on. Here with a flying knee whilst like, he's like, should we go and help our friends? Yeah, one more thing. Boom. Oh, one minute. Um... So I quite like this. And when the family get their win, because Tony needs to be convinced that everything's on the up and up. And the I think Electra Lopez turns uh, Roddy's head. Hey, I like what you're Like, what happened? That. I was uh, too busy... Jetting uh, it up. Jetting with Toto here. Jetting <laughs> up with Electra Eel. Because then he can then he can also, yet again, say, see, it's all about Electra and Cruz del Toro. And Rocky Mountain be like, we, we've done what you've asked. We've given you what you need. Yeah, because uh, that's right. She's been good down the docks, hasn't she? She's been very good down she, the... Her admin has been <laughs> top-notch. <laughs> Docs, that's what we realized. I love this show, man. She raises a barrier. She closes a barrier. I just... I, in my head, I really want Triple H to have, like, not paid attention to this show for, like, six months. Mm. Comes in, like, they're doing what? Are you pardon now? So, yeah, win for the family. A win for the family. We'll circle back a little bit later, because I got a... I've done a bit of artistic work. Okay. We'll okay. finish up with that, so stick around. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, Apollo Crews presumably knows if he wins or loses, because yep. you can see into the future. He's looking for revenge on Zion Quinn for when he jumped him the other week. Yeah, his whole life is um, rampage, isn't it? Because he just knows the spoilers, and he has to like, <laughs> go out there and like try not to sort of reveal them too early. I think he has to win. I th- the Apollo Crews character, not that we joke about him being able to see the future, of course he can afford to lose, but they put quite a lot of stock in Apollo Crews' return to NXT as the, well, like as somebody Braun Breaker should be looking over his shoulder about. Like, he, can, he doesn't have to win them all, but he has to win most of them as if to sort of give it three months and then be like, right, Braun, I've been back long enough. Yeah. I want a title shot. And when Braun beats him, they can, it's a bit, of a load of old bunkum and nonsense, really, because Apollo didn't do much on the main roster for six years. But they can be like, he's beat somebody. Like, Bron Breaker leveled up here tonight. You know, like, when he kind of took the belt back off Dol- Dolph Ziggler? And yeah. could say, like, he's beaten a veteran presence. I think they can do that with Cruz, too. So I expect Cruz to win. I, I want a bit of a better story for Apollo Cruz. I'm not feeling this character yet. And our, this whole, this angle, this setup feels... It doesn't feel fake, but it just feels like with NXT 2.0, there is a formula where you wrestle the guy 
as an excuse to set up the match that we're supposed to care about. So come the end of this, I kind of expect a run-in or a beat-down post-match or some interview pull-apart, mm. uh, arguing who's got a bigger gag, and <laughs> that becomes the proper programme. And the next special they set up is where Apollo Crews gets some sort of big momentum-building win. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of me that's tempted to put him with Carmelo Hayes because that would be an absolute ripper mm-hmm. of a match. But it is the secondary title, as much as they want to say, oh, yeah. it's the A title on the A show, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I'd have him flatten Zion Quinn yeah. here. Uh, spoiler alert, he beat Zion Quinn on the uh, house show circuit, so that's a clue. Well, and you know what? Here's the Largo loop in action, because this match could be great if they've had an opportunity to run through it a couple of times. Yeah, so I'd, I'd have, have that result go down. And yeah, whenever the post-JD McDonough, possibly... Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe JD wins. I like that. JD McDonough, like Jordan Devlin, the former Jordan Devlin versus Apollo Crews is a tasty match. Yeah, and they're bringing, you know, that, like, it sort of it immediately adds. And I think NXT 2.0 has been searching for that of late. I don't think it's felt quite as, shall we say, developmental. Mm, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think lately there's been a bit more of a sense to want to put on some quality matches use the talent that you've got to help elevate rather than just doing a transparent old guy versus green rookie. And Cruz and McDonough is the sort of thing that would just be like so skippable on Raw SmackDown. But because of these absurd characters and the clear attempt at least to plot a character's point A to point B to point C to point D and so on, like they're exponentially better yeah. on Tuesdays than they would be on Mondays or Friday. Maybe not for much longer. Maybe Triple H will apply this to, to the main shows. But yeah, it's... They, they at very least give you more reasons to care. You, like, you know, and this is a slight against AEW, never mind the main roster. You, whether you want to or not, you know explicitly the motivations of the characters and what bit of that character's personality, and typically it's the cack and balls, but what bit of that character's personality has resulted in the two people having yeah. a match. They smash you over the head with it, and you know about the gimmick. And Like, J.D. McDonough, Christ, we got, like, weeks of him driving and winking under sunglasses <laughs> only for him to target the champion for that to be the closing shot of the show and to basically call his shot with Bron Breaker. Yeah. That's like, that's what, like over the course of four or five weeks, that's where they've managed to get this former Jordan Devlin. I don't even really like him, but like I know who he is and yeah. I know his intentions and I know his goals and you could see it going through someone like an Apollo Crews. And we can see, uh, we're not going to talk much about it here, but we can see the schism Joe Gacy is dead. They're targeting Cameron Grimes, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they're targeting Cameron Grimes, and they've even given you the glimpses of the Adam Wilborn six-man dream team, the first NXT trios champions, Cameron Grimes, Idris Anofi, and Malik Blade. Oh, my God. Uh, who, obviously, unfortunately for Cameron Grimes, uh, Anofi and Blade are typically cast as the jobbers, so it probably won't go well against Joe Gacy in the Jism. But it uh, <laughs> doesn't get old, that one, does no. it? Like, you, you think old jism would stink, but it's pretty funny week after week. As far as running jokes go, it seems to be sticking. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, so, I like, they'll set up that six-man. That feels like the next special. I, I'm saying next special. I don't know when this... No. I've invented this, but typically, again, like NXT does book in cycles. It gives you about, like, a six- to seven-week run. And I would assume, I would say by... Like, Halloween Havoc is in October, so I think they'll, like, sneak one in before then. Summer? Yeah. You've got all these women that you love being like, look at them in bikinis. Do some summer-based thing. Oh, what was what was the poolside? Is that St- a great American bash? Great American. Great the Great American, American bash. bash. Like, so they use next day pool party as an excuse for the Great American like, bash. So, like, call it 
the heat were, wave. They were at the freaking beach in March or whatever it was with the we yeah. stolen the shoes. Like that you can I to be fair, people in glass houses at AEW drum when they put um, Adam Cole on the beach with Orange Cassidy and you were like <laughs> we're at the beach. Oh, <laughs> Team Taz cutting that promo. We came to the beach only it was about three hundred fucking miles away. <laughs> Uh, arguably the match of the night, uh-huh. there's only three advertisements, <laughs> right? is Wesley versus Grayson Waller. I'm mm. really excited for this. Yes. Uh, I'm a low-key Grayson Waller stan. I think yeah. he's one of the few people that has figured out that the university he lives in makes very little sense and thus kind of takes the piss out of it a lot. He'll lose this match, but um, he's kind of underrated in ring as well. He's, f- he's flashy, if not always... Uh, doesn't like necessarily leave a lot with you after the fact, Grayson Waller. Not many people are talking about Grayson Waller in that way where like, man, he's really putting together a body of work this year or you need to go back and watch last week's Grayson Waller match. But in the moment, I find him to be like quite entertaining to watch and sort of endearing too. Who do you like more, Grayson Waller or Theory? Grayson Waller, all day. Like, yeah, I was just All day long. Like, I do a like for like switch out and wouldn't care. Like, Or would I? Because I don't know if I want Theory... Tanking 2.0. <laughs> I, 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 maybe not. But this, I think these two will have excellent chemistry. I think this is... So, rarely would I say this about a 2.0 because it's just like... It curses it for one and they might get overwhelmed the gimmicks and nonsense. But I, a little bit of me is sort of like, guys, don't sleep on this. Mm. Like, this is going to sound like a lofty comparison. But AEW spoils us with so much fantastic wrestling every week. The minimum guaranteed one four-star match a week, I would say, four-star plus, that I've didn't have a ton of, because the story feels a bit limp, I didn't have a ton of enthusiasm for Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty. Mm. Conversely, I'm kind of into this. Yeah. Because I you don't necessarily expect, it's a bit like Nathan Diamond Fra- in the rough. Yeah, it's a bit like Nathan Frazier working matches at the moment where it's like, bloody hell. Like, imagine like Nathan Frazier and Axiom being let go against each other or something. And again, moment. it's a, an example of small but long-term storytelling. Wesley's yeah. going to be fighting Carmelo Hayes in mm-hmm. the next big show because he's lost to Trick Williams Trick Williams cheated to win that match yeah. Trick Williams is like well he's got to get past Grayson Waller then I'll worry about mm-hmm. him again boom 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 stepping stones to a, a North American title match that will be the match of the night without question yeah it's like like I say it's a bit basic sometimes it's a bit transparent but they do plot they really do plot and I don't think I wouldn't say they're not getting enough credit because I just I understand why people aren't getting like doing backflips or anything mm. but it's probably 2.0 at this point is probably arriving at that kind of perfect platonic ideal between all the uh, six that they want people to be on backstage <laughs> and a half-decent in-ring to go alongside yeah. it. Well, before we wrap up... It's time to play the game! And that game today yeah. is the Tony D'Angelo Predictor. Now, you've already, already played it, obviously, by predicting that the family get a win. Yes. So it's down to me to predict something else. Okay. What could I possibly bring to the table here? A Tony D'Angelo poem. <laughs> oh my god you may notice mm-hmm. heads up um, plagiarism warning oh god this may have been influenced by another poem but I believe I've tweaked it enough to, to avoid copyright issues songs aren't poems <clears throat> with the deepest regrets and a mood that is shit <laughs> I'm not just I pop myself <laughs> I knew first time I swore I was like you're gonna mess yourself up Start again from the top. <clears throat> With the deepest regrets and a mood that is shit. <laughs> I'm not sorry to hear that McMahon finally quit. <laughs> he lived a full life with passion and no patience. And now he's retired because of the allegations. <laughs> you know. 
But if I had a son as clueless as Shane, just like Vince, I'd have gone fucking insane. <laughs> so be brave, you schmuck. Get your life on track. Because the old bastard's quit, and he, and he ain't, ain't never coming back. back. Thank you very much. It's the Thank audience you. from The Handyman giving you a sort of that we paid that off. I, uh, I've just realized, by the way, do you know where... Um, you know where Chase U should go on their international travel? Where's that? Go to f***ing motherland. They need to go to Italy. Imagine Tony D seeing that. Oh, no, it's and Giovanni Vinci. And jo- oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what we've just done, don't you? We've just booked war games. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Chase you, Chase you. Just when I think you two NXT 2.0 idiots couldn't get any more stupid, you totally redeem yourself. <laughs> Oh, I really hope so. She doesn't listen to this pod. Preview. Check. Done. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on NXT. Oh! On Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, a great raw review with a really good five-star <laughs> review of you. Uh, available right now. And tomorrow, I'll be dragging one of those poor schmucks from the office in here <laughs> to talk about this goddamn show on the NXT. What's so funny about review. that is, like, you say that as a, that's a tomorrow problem. It's not really, because you're going to have to brief one of them on watching it tonight. That's the... That's what do you mean? It. I thought everyone watched it. <laughs> First thing, wake up, boom, 2.0. Every Wednesday, the whole world, what the world is watching, <laughs> NXT 2.0. <laughs> Well, that's going to be uh, tomorrow's problem, or probably right now. I'll go and have a word with one of them. <laughs> anyway, join us for that tomorrow. But for now, this has been the Tupa El Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.